All right, so we got a big topic here today, folks. We're answering this question. Somebody wrote in, very timely for us. Yeah. Somebody wrote in and said, how do you discern the voices that you let speak into your marriage and in your life? Yeah. As a husband, as a wife, people I'm, are influencing us. Absolutely. I'm surprised we haven't talked about it sooner, but it does make a lot of sense because, again, a lot of people were under quarantine, right? We are trying to find new information, more information. We're listening. We're always taking in information and all these voices right. are talking to us, right? And not all these voices, that sounds. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we there's a lot of messages coming at us. And how do we discern what's right, what's wrong, yeah. or what's sort of right? And is it sort of right? Is it truth? Like, there's just a lot of questions around that. And we are, I'm excited to kind of answer these and to walk through some of this, because I think there's, it's been a passion of mine to kind of discern between what is gospel truth and like centered and what is not and why because right. i feel like it's it can be very muddled and my own journey has been sharpened my own like senses about mm. the truth of god has been sharpened yeah. recognize something as being a false teacher or false preacher we will get into that on the other side welcome to the fierce marriage podcast where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage sex communication finances priorities purpose and everything in between laugh ponder and join in on candid gospel-centered conversations This is Fierce Marriage. There's this picture that comes to mind, okay, as we're talking through this. It's like, it's we talk about living our lives in light of the gospel, living and traveling, so to speak, in our marriage, moving through life in light of the gospel. Mm. And discernment is something that oftentimes we we lack especially if we're immature in our faith or if we're nominal christians meaning that we don't actually like we we call ourselves christians but we're not it's submitting more, ourselves to god's word we're right. not reading consuming god's word we're not submitting ourselves to uh our faith uh, is compartmentalized essentially yes it's very much ways. and so if we're walking through life not having discernment is like walking on a trail and being like ooh look a tree fruit yum and you just eat it <laughs> <laughs> or like, ooh, look, a stream. I'm going to have some of that water. Or you, And you just are consuming anything that comes across your path. There's somebody's that peddling goods. Good, and you're right? like, oh, that looks good. I'm going to eat that. And there's no discernment. Like, wait, is that actually good for me? Right. Is it actually going to bring life? Or is that going to bring death to my body? Is yeah. it going to kill me? Or is it going to make me sick? Yeah. And so many times... People don't live with discernment. They wonder why they're emotionally, spiritually, intellectually sick all the time. Yeah, meaning that they have they have intellectual indigestion. Meaning that they <laughs> or they are emotionally just malnourished, or they're spiritually uh, devoid of nutrition because yes. they're not consuming good things into their spirits, into their right. minds, into their emotions. So we're talking them through that, how to discern those voices that are speaking in to our life and into our marriage. Yeah, uh, and it's going to be a good talk. Another dense one. Last week was dense. This will be dense again, but it'll be good. It's yeah. the only way we roll, I think. Yeah, yeah. We're having a good day today. Uh, we did a little a little thing for our local mops group. Yep, mama preschoolers. Most most people should. Yeah, so they asked us to talk about marriage probably, yeah. for the moms of preschoolers thing, and that was good. That was fun. About twenty yeah. minutes, twenty minute video. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, like, Selena's a rock star. Yeah, You're I awesome. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, it, this, this is going to be a fun episode. I'm going to do our, our uh, housekeeping real quick. Sure. Okay. Uh, if you haven't yet, we would <laughs> greatly appreciate it? it. Here you go. You got to do it. You got to keep a clean house. Go. Uh, if you haven't yet, we'd greatly appreciate uh, leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. I don't know if you can do it on Spotify. Whatever 
podcasting app you use? If you can leave a review, leave a good one wherever you can. (laughs) Hit some stars, write a review. We hope it's good, but you got to do what you got to do. Oh, I'm a poet. I don't even know it. Oh, goodness. Um, Yeah. Secondly, if you want to partner with us, uh, we have a community of like-minded folks who are really uh, wanting to see the message of of the gospel perpetuated for marriages. Uh, You know what? We were talking earlier, Selena, about... We wonder why some people, uh, we wonder how marriages fall apart or why spouses can just kind of abandon their covenant. And you said something that hit me. It was like, there's a whole generation of people who didn't have godly marriage modeled for them. Mm -hmm. They weren't taught that this is what marriage should look like. And honestly, that just struck a chord with me because I'm like, what if all the young married couples listening to this, all the, the married couples, young or old listening to this are of us, of a similar mindset that says, no, marriage is something very special, set aside, covenantal, designed by God for his purposes, not our own. What if they bought that, mm. that, that truth and then started showing that to their kids and started not just showing it to their kids, but instructing bought their that kids. truth. I would say submitted to that. Oh, well, I love that about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if they, what if we submit ourselves to that truth and we to live the truth? Let's yeah. just word by word to- here. <laughs> Because it is the truth. This is the kind of day we're going to have. This is the episode <laughs> talking about the truth. So anyway, the people that are about supporting what we're doing are kind of, they're, they're about that business because that's something that really enlivens us. We want to see a generation of people who know unequivocally the truth of God's word as it pertains to their life, to their family, to their marriage. And so if you want to support that and be a part of that, go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. There's a small army of people. We'd love to have you. But first we ask you pray about it. And if God leads you to do that, get on board with your spouse and get on the same page and please jump on board. Patreon.com slash fierce marriage. There's links everywhere. Yeah. Also, uh, questions 971-333-1120. Call or text. Do it. Okay. All right. That's where this so, question came from, actually. It is. I'm not going to read the whole question, just kind of give you some framework. It says, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on who we should let influence our thoughts, opinions, and actions, um, especially during this time of just a lot of strong political opinions, uh, a lot of voices in different arenas, uh, especially for Christian women. I think there's a lot of uh, voices that... Maybe we're proclaiming to be believers and Christians and now have professed that they are not professing the faith. Uh, So there's a lot of mixed messages in there. Um, We definitely try to stay away from political agendas uh, because that's just not helpful for us on a podcast. That's not our aim and our goal. We talk about marriage here, people. Unity. Stay in our lane. (laughs) We're staying in our lane. So, um, again, we have in the day and age that we live in, there are lots of messages out there about marriage, about how Christian, to be a woman. They're Christian. Christian. Living, yes. Quote Christian living, love, covenant, sexuality, gender, education, all these things. There's a lot of things claiming to be Christian, but even that word Christian is muddled in can a lot I, of ways. Yeah. And can I, I just want to offer a little bit of insight that I think is maybe a little exclusive. Okay. Because of where I've worked, I worked with most of the publishers doing web development over the last book decade, publishers, book, yeah. book publishers. There's one publisher in particular. Okay that has been acquired be and shall not be named. Uh, it, it, it was acquired. Okay. And this is, this happens in publishing a lot, yeah. right? You have imprints that get acquired and then they start pu- churning out content. Well, they were acquired by, by, uh, a large publishing house that's been, been around for a hundred years. They're not Christian. They're, they're secular. And so what happens is they say, okay, we're going to acquire these Christian publishers. They're going to be our Christian 
arm of our bigger business and you're going to turn out this content mm. like you do mm. and you know and the publishers are usually they're established they have their own editor teams they have their own values worldview all that kind of stuff and ideally the publisher says keep doing what you do we're not going to interfere with the worldview that side of what happens, you do but yeah and I don't know that they're interfering. I don't right. want to say that. Yeah. But I think there tends to be a relaxation of the rigor that goes into the doctrinal underpinnings of mm. publishers like that when mm. there is a, maybe a, you're having to report somewhere else. Or the hiring practices are different. Before you know it, you've got an editor uh, who's managing or an acquisitions editor or you've got some sort of publisher that works underneath that label. Mm-hmm. Publisher being a position, not the, the business itself. Uh, and all of a sudden they're publishing stuff that's not biblical under a biblical pretense. Mm. And that's happened, and I've, I'm just grieved by it because you see books that they're now they're not driven by getting truth out there. They're they're driven by bottom line revenue. Right. And again, I don't want to speak too much of someone's of, personal motivations. Right. But there's a lot of things influencing those decisions. Not to, I'm just not saying it's not just one decision. But again, are we where there? It, it comes to this this point of submitting to truth, right. right? And knowing that truth. How do we know that truth? And how do we? Um, submit our lives to God's truth because that is yeah. the only truth. And we just need to know that just anything that <clears throat> any thing that's put in front of you as a Christian resource mm-hmm. is not necessarily a Christian resource. Mm. And that's really important to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And if you've never been told that here, hear it now. Yeah. Just because it comes from a Christian publisher or it's by someone who calls themselves a Christian doesn't mean it's Christian in nature. doesn't right. mean that it's Christ-centered, gospel-centered, biblical in how it, the conclusions that they make, which means we have to discern that stuff. Right. And we have that responsibility as believers we on have, an individual yeah. level and on a family level to do that right. stuff. Right, and we get to discern it. And I think that is a beautiful journey. I don't want to like gloss over that, to use your word of glossing, because I like to gloss. But a big glosser over here. <laughs> if, if I think the journey of discernment in our, in our marriage and in our family is a beautiful thing that we can walk through. Um, it really is. And I'm, I've been so grateful to the Lord uh, for giving me just gifts of relationships that truly seek truth the hard i feel like it would be labeled the Mm. hardcore truth of like the gospel right and that that challenge my beliefs about where we live and the 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 cultural water that we swim in right um things like submission and love and covenant and you know marriage even those those Mm. are not all viewed the same and they're not all accepted the same and there's there's a lot of different quote-unquote truths about it so um we're kind of falling into this how do we decipher God's truth, right? Through these Christian messages of teachers, bloggers, uh, authors, whatever. Um, We have to look at Jesus, right? Jesus warned us that there were going to be false, like Christ, false prophets coming at God's elect. And if anyone says to you in Matthew 24, Mm. 23 through 27, so I'm getting ahead of myself. My mouth can't keep up with my head. Um, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ or there he is, do not believe it for false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders. So as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect see, Hmm. I have told you beforehand. So if they say to you, look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it for as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Hmm. We see in Second Peter 3, 1 through 4, This is now the second letter that I'm writing to you, beloved. In both of them, I'm stirring up your sincere mind of way 
mind by way of reminder that you should remember the predictions of the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior through your apostles, knowing this, first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing following their own sinful desires. They will say, where is the promise of his coming? For since, for ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. Uh, Jude 17 and 18 talks about how Satan masquerades as an angel of light, which is in 2 Corinthians 11, 14 through 15, and his mm. ministers masquerade as servants of righteousness. So I have another one I want to add to okay. this. Uh, and this comes from Gen- uh, Acts 20. Okay, It says, and this is a very, all these are really stark uh, reminders, but this one just hit me. It says, take heed unto yourselves and to all the flock to, in which the Holy Spirit hath made you bishops. Okay, this might be some old, old Donald translation. I got this from. Um, to feed the church of the Lord, which he purchased with his own blood. I know that after my departing, grievous wolves shall enter in among you, not sparing the flock. And in from and, and from among your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things. Mm-hmm. Perverse meaning, meaning things that are, that are distortions of the truth. Speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. So the word that got me there was disciples. And mm. that, that's what we need to realize is that we are being discipled in someone's worldview. Mm. Everyone's being discipled, whether or not you acknowledge it or, or, or not. Right. The question is in what and by whom? Right. And I want to take another step back, just a slight one from that of if, if you're not like, we can't take this lightly, I guess is what I'm trying to say that there, there is no like, and maybe I'm an extremist in this in this view, but there's no like listening to some fun teacher because they're fun and I like the way that they look at life. Like there are seeds being planted and I'm not trying to I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. I am not that person. I am saying that there is truth yeah. and there is not truth. And if you are listening to authors, there are plenty of female authors that I just just cause me to get upset because they provide a false truth. They they are enslaving women to believe that there are things that mm. they, if you just look into yourself, if you just shed this this role of motherhood and just become the person you're supposed to be, that you will somehow find this like eternal happiness and this like oneness and contentment. No, <laughs> like the Bible says that we are we are to die like Christ. We are to to not to die to our flesh. Right? <laughs> We're not supposed. There's yeah. nothing inside of us that is going to bring about this happiness and this joy that yeah. and this contentment that God has promised us in Christ. Like we, there's nothing about us that's going to bring that. It is only by the grace and love and death and life and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Like that is the only way forward. So I got to get off that. I'm getting hot right now. I'm getting like, I get goosebumps because I am so saddened by even friends posting books that they're reading that frustrate me because I'm like, this is not the gospel truth. This is something that is enslaving you. It might play to your emotions. It might play to where you think you are Mm. in life, but it is not leading you to the things of Christ. It is not leading you to the things, the eternal things that will last, that don't say you need to make these choices. You need to live like this. You need to do this. No, it's done in Christ. And now I need to work out my salvation with fear and trembling and knowing Mm. where I stand and who my identity is rooted in. So there's more to that, but I just got to stop because I'm I just want to let it fire. I, I just want to let it ride a little bit. You need to no, let some of that no, edit, there's but no way I'm editing there's, that. There's ways we have to know the truth. And that's why we're not going, we're not going to name names because not because we're afraid of any sort <laughs> no. of, no, but okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you for making that clear <laughs> because we don't, you don't need us to be your discerners. Yes. And that's the thing is you, 
okay, you're listening to this podcast. Okay, you are a grown adult, we're assuming. You have a mind, you have time, you have resources. You're clearly listening on some device. So you can look up these resources and discern for yourself. Learn how to discern if the fruit is good or bad. We're going to talk about how to discern. That's what the the duration of this podcast is committed to. (laughs) But we're not going to just give you names and say, this person's a heretic, this person's unhealthy, this person's doctrine is wrong. And here, because that's what we're just going to have to now argue, be apologists for why they're wrong. Honestly, we're stealing the journey of discernment away from you by just telling you what it is, right? Like when we educate our kids, by us just telling them the answers, we're not actually letting them discover the truth for themselves and then allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work of saying, yep, this is truth, this is not, and this Mm. is why you can subscribe to it, and this is why you shouldn't. Like, there are... Yeah. We can't... Yes. And I want to read this again in light of what Selena just said. This is Again, this is Acts... Okay, Acts 20, 29. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Okay, they're going to murder the flock. And a spiritual death here. And from among your own selves will arise men, my note, and women... uh, uh, speaking twisted things to draw away mm. disciples after them. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. And they draw away, they're speaking twisted things. You said they're speaking to us in maybe a felt need that we have, but then they're bringing us something that's not going to actually n- nourish that. Mm-hmm. They're bringing us a sugar-coated pill, and it tastes good going down, but and then it gets into our guts because the per- the personality is winsome, or they're, they're very gregarious, and they're fun Super to listen articulate. to. They're funny. Yep. They're articulate. They have the nice music at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> they have the well-produced thing. They have the pictures. Cool they, pictures. They hit all the trends just yes. right. They're wearing all the goofy hats that hit hipsters wear and they're doing all the stuff that people are supposed to be attracted to and here we're attracted to it and we say "Ooh, that's hip that's cool and look they're speaking this truth now the issue is when we if we get that and we, we receive that sugar-coated pill we swallow it we don't learn to discern we don't know that it's not true right we don't know that it's bad for us because we don't know what the truth is right. if we're not going to the source of truth itself and that's where discernment starts right and an example that we're going to keep throughout this whole episode is When we go on hikes with our kids, we have talked to them about eating berries (laughs) because (laughs) as any parent knows, your kid will see a berry and think, "Mm, I can eat this. If you live in the Northwest, there's a lot of berries you cannot and should not eat. Yeah, you'll die. You'll die. They're red. They're shiny. And and they they, look delicious to little fingers. (laughs) So when we go on hikes, we tell our kids, what are the rules about eating things that you don't know about? Do you eat something... Do you, you have to ask for our older one. You have to ask before you pick it and eat it. You have to ask mommy and daddy. For our younger ones, you don't pick anything. You only eat what mommy and daddy give you. Right. And so we are constantly trying to teach them this truth of like, this berry might look good, but it will hurt you. It will hurt your tummy. It will hurt. We will have to go to the doctor. All these things. The same goes for the truth, I feel like, in, in, yeah. in leading our families and leading in our marriages, Right. All the berries that look good may not be for your consumption, is what mm. we're trying to say. That's yep, very good. So how do we do this? How do we know yeah. the simple answer of knowing the truth, right? The only way to spot a counterfeit mm. is really to know the truth and to be so familiar with it that you can, it's a quick recognizable thing, but it's hard, right? It's hard to recognize something that looks good, feels good, seems good. How do we discern mm. what is the truth that they they are saying here? I mean, I've come to you and I've been like, oh, I'm reading this great book and it's saying these things. And the one thing I love and sort of don't love about my husband is that he's like, well, what 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 exactly are they saying here? And I'm like, can you just enjoy this? It's really fun and I like it. And he's like, well, 
I just want to ask some questions. No. <laughs> Can't enjoy poison, Selena. <laughs> so uh, no, no. We and it's never that, and it's never that much animosity to it. No. But it's like when you just want to express something, and I'm like, well, that's kind of rooted in something that we don't believe, and here's why, and here's where that underlying worldview is coming in. Right. And so we're today we're talking through specifically. We call them interpretive tools. I think maybe discernment tools yeah. could be the thing. Um, the thing is, is they're tools, right? Nothing is going to make you do the acts of discernment right. besides you doing the acts of discernment as a married person, as a husband, as a wife, as a man, as a woman. So uh, we're just hopefully going to maybe perk your ears up to some of this stuff. A lot of the stuff you might actually already know, but it's just to say, oh, wait, there are wolves on the prowl. Mm. There are people that are selling us, selling me a bill of goods. There are snake oil salesmen who are trying to get me to do something for nefarious ends, meaning that they want to make money off of you mm. or they want to gain um, you know, notoriety by, by just drinking the cultural Kool-Aid and regurgitating it for you to drink. So we have to kind of be aware of those things. And so we're going to go through five, uh, like I said, interpretive tools or discernment tools. And Selena, you started saying, and this is by far the first one is that we have to know the truth. And what, what do we mean by that? There's the, and for us, it's the importance of the biblical worldview. And so if you call yourself a Christian, okay, you do that because you presumably have made a confession of faith in Christ and you have you have p- p- placed your trust for your salvation mm. in the work of Jesus Christ. It's not in yourself. You recognize you are a sinner. You recognize you need grace. You recognize that you Jesus is the it, only yeah. source of that grace. Yeah. That's a Christian. And then as someone who've made that profession, that create a true belief of that truth will will create what's called a, or it's, it begins sanctifying you. It yeah. begins working from the inside out. The Holy Spirit then becomes, it, he indwells you. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit in a, in a few. The Holy Spirit, it's not just an idea or some mystical force. It is God he himself. Is, he yes. is God himself. Thank yes. you. And he indwells you. And that begins to work out biblical the biblical worldview in you. So right. how do we know the truth? That's our first one is the important, uh, the first tool is Understand the importance of a biblical worldview. In other words, know the truth. Mm. You'll spend the rest of your life learning and knowing the truth. But here we're just going to talk about a few ways that that the truth uh, leads us. So what do we got? Right. So, you know, in our marriage, in Fierce Marriage, the book, we talk about the importance of beliefs. Um, Mm. What do we believe about love, covenant, um, discipleship, those types of things? Mm. And we have to question where do our definitions for these things come from, right? So love. When you yeah. when you hear the word love, what is that? What what comes to your head first thing? You know, it's like, mm. well, uh, for me, it's like First Corinthians thirteen because we've talked about that so much. It's been so ingrained. It's something we've gone back to over and over and over and over. There's something to be said for going back to the truth and repetition that it gets into your soul, right? Yeah, it, it's it's irreplaceable. Our culture is a bit fun- funny in this, and this is not new. Okay, we're right. not, but love in the Greek has multiple definitions. Yes, there's this different, is true. And there's, there's an agape love, which is the perfect love for God. Mm-hmm. God has for us. Uh, then there's Story. an eros love, oh, yeah. which is a, 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 an erotic sort of love. It's an, it's a romantic sort of love, not just erotic sexually, but has intimacy in mind, whether right. that's, uh, and then there's the, the storge, which is a family love, mm-hmm. the love that you feel for your parents, the love you feel for your kids, for a close brother or sister in Christ. Um, and what else is it? There's, there's phileo, phileo I think. That, yeah. there's the brotherly love. Mm-hmm. 
think there's, did I say four? I think there's four. Yeah. Anyway, um, we have one word for love in, in English. And so you could love ice cream and also in the same breath say, I love you. My husband. Spouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, do you feel the same way about ice cream? Do you feel about me? I mean, I don't Depends mind. Depends on the ice cream. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we, we use the same, we use the word kind of in a sloppy fashion. Yeah. And so I think in that note, we've, in our culture, been very sloppy about our definition of love in that love is just kind of how you feel about someone and it's, it comes and goes and we won't go, we've done podcast episodes on this. Yeah. Just know that we have to have our view of love rooted in something besides ourselves, And we have that in scripture. Right. We have it in first Corinthians 13. We have it in the personal work of Christ. It's a beautiful thing. And again, we're letting God's word, we're letting the truth, right? Dissipate to spill out, to, influence and to inform our lives and our marriage right we're, yeah. we're the idea of love we're we're taking that word we're defining it we're understanding the biblical uh description i guess or definition of what that love mm-hmm. is and we're not compartmentalizing it to like just our love in our marriage and like our family right there's christ calls us to love outside of that but what we don't have to Sorry, I want to quote a book, uh, quote Susan Schaefer Macaulay. So she's Frances Schaefer's uh, daughter. And she says, we don't have to keep our Christianity in a little compartment labeled faith. It fits reality. There are good answers, good reasons. The light of truth shines Mm. brightly. And I think that as believers, I've at least as a believer for myself, I can speak for myself. I've fallen into compartmentalizing my faith, right? Mm. Like, oh, faith applies to yeah, family, marriage. Yeah, but like when I'm talking to my neighbor, it applies there, I guess, but like they just don't believe, so I just don't, you know, like it's it's saying that the, you mm. know, the heavenly reality and eternal reality of God doesn't really apply here, right? It's 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 compartmentalizing and and the truth of the gospel is that it's not compartmentalized. It's it's designed mm-hmm. to flow through every aspect of our lives, especially mm. our marriage. It saturates yes. our reality. The truths in the Bible saturate our very reality and the difference the, the question is are you willing to admit that and willing to see that admit and, and, and submit that <laughs> admit and oh. Submit. oh my goodness that is good that is really good so on this note okay seeing being totally sa- like seeing the saturation uh, quality of the biblical worldview and, mm. and now it's not compartmentalized it is the first step is knowing the importance of that and seeing that it needs to apply everywhere because the, the, I, I want to read from for the next one. I want to read from Psalm 119. Mm. Uh, so the next tool here is question the fruit. Okay, so we, we acknowledge the importance of our biblical worldview. Now we question the fruit. Psalm 119, uh, 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light mm. unto my path. Here, what you've described is you have people that are walking. They have a, they, if they call themselves Christians, they have God's word. They're not shining it on their path. They're walking in the dark, wondering why they keep tripping on things, mm. wondering why they fall on their face, break a leg, wonder, and, and it's a lamp, but you have to do what with a lamp? You have to shine it. You yeah. have to apply the light that it provides right. to the, the path that you're on. I want to take it one step further. I've never thought of it this way, and I don't know that this is a completely like biblical interpretation is important, but I just had a thought. Could that same lamp that's lighting your, your, you know, lighting, it's a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Could it also light up the fruit on the side of the path, what Mm. you're deciding to ingest uh, from a spiritual standpoint? Yeah. So that's questioning the fruit. So 
we again this analogy that like we're just we can be un- unscrupulous fruit consumers, <laughs> right? We right. live in a time that is opulent with yes. and it's overwhelmed with things, content, products, fruit, quote unquote. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get you to drink Everybody's their Kool-Aid. producing something for you to consume. Yes, and, and there's money in that. Yes. And so marketers have a way of getting you to act on things based on things that, based on just how something tastes, quote unquote. I mean, mm-hmm. just go down the cereal aisle, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me know like what sells in the cereal aisle. Is it the like Frosted wheat bran? No. Yeah, exactly. It's the stuff that's colorful. It's sugary. It's it's sort of healthy. <laughs> they try to tell you that. Apple Jacks. They try to Anybody? tell you that. It's been fortified with vitamins and minerals Absolutely. and all this stuff. And what's the deal? Is it, it doesn't sell because it's healthy. It sells because it looks and tastes good. And mm-hmm. so we're saying like if you want health. It claims health, to be healthy even. It claims to be healthy even. Yes. And so if we want health spiritually in our marriage and we want, we want to be able to discern these voices, we have to understand what's healthy. That's the biblical right. worldview. Now we have to actually look and discern if something is healthy. Right. You can't discern if something's healthy if you don't know what's healthy. If someone tells you, hey. Hey, lots of fat. That's really healthy for you. Lots of sugar. Really healthy. Lots of energy. Gives you lots of energy. And you say, okay, great. I'm going to find the healthiest things I can find. <laughs> Fatty, sugary things. It gives you lots of energy for like two seconds. <laughs> yeah. And so if you don't know, if you don't have a baseline for what's healthy, you'll, you're hopeless. So right. we have to have the biblical worldview. Now we have to be able to identify, read the labels of things, quote right, unquote, right. and actually say, okay, this is going to give me health. Yeah. So some good questions to kind of ask yourself yep. are... Does it, what, what does this person or this message teach me or say to me about Jesus? Is it, is it, make, this is it. Is it yeah. making much of Christ or is it making much of something or someone else? This is, I mean, this is exactly why we don't like to be like, oh, the three ways of, you know, having better communication. We might title something like that to get you to listen to it. <laughs> but the bigger purpose here is to draw out that meaning and that underlining belief that we can only communicate and love towards one another because we've first Mm -hmm. been loved and found in Christ. Mm. Like there's, yes, there's a lot of tools, but if you don't know how, where the tools come from and how they should be used, Mm. you're, you're going to, you're just going to smash your thumbs, right? Like it's not going to, it's not going to go well for you. And so is this, these questions of like, is it making much of Christ? And what does that mean? I want to just, I want to open that up a little bit because making much of Christ does does this it 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 centers our centers our very value in our existence on Mm. not who you who it's not anthropocentric it's not man-centered hey you're worthwhile because you know what you're just you're beautiful (laughs) Uh, okay okay that's true yes like you're a beautiful person because that's the big thing yeah why just because you are no not really you're beautiful because god says so like i say beautiful i don't mean physically beautiful i mean made in his image valuable worthwhile okay uh, well that's what i mean use your of course, words i think you're use beautiful. your words but that's the popular refrain yeah. right so the the what making much of christ it, the difference is hey you know what sweetie you deserve this you deserve this whatever this yeah. thing is this felt need you deserve to have that need met because you're worth it that's a man-centered view mm. a person-centered view the the making much of christ view is hey Christ says that you are made in his image. Christ, God says, and Jesus is God, so I don't want to mince those words, but you're made in God's image. You're valuable because God says so. You have been commissioned in the mission, into what God is doing, the business God is mm. about. That's making disciples. That's building his church. That's glorifying himself. So 
the Christ-centered view of that thing is not, is this what you want? Therefore, you should have it. It's, is it good for you and healthy for you? Because God has made you in his image and because he's called you into his purposes. Right. And when, I mean, you can take in the whole, like, Jesus mm. saying, abide in me, right? And when we abide in Christ, we'll bear fruit, right, of the Spirit. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll is that, I don't want to, wow. I think I just said a lot of things there. <laughs> Abiding in the Lord like mm-hmm. a branch, right? He will mm-hmm. cut off things that are not producing. Mm-hmm. We're abiding in him. The Holy Spirit produces fruit in our lives and we're abiding in him, right? Instead of ungodly passions that mm-hmm. they talk about in Jude 17 and 18. So talking, I'm just going to scroll up here real quick. Uh, let's see. He says, but you must remember, this is a call to persevere, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you in the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. So that is that is the opposite Mm. of following Mm. or the fruit of the spirit being produced. Right. It's something it's just it's almost a whole like shift of being produced in you and flowing out versus following an Mm. ungodly passion. Passion. So it's some, you're following something that's outside of you, which you have to also be careful with that, right? Because again, we're not looking inward at ourselves. We're a, we're submitted to Christ. God is indwelling in us through the Holy Spirit, producing right fruit mm. in us yeah. that can flow out of. So there again, this is what we walk through in truth. This is what Ryan and I sit down every week, saying, "Are we speaking the truth here, or are we promoting ourselves here?" Like this is where. The rubber meets the road when we wrote our book mm. talking about how we know each other, how we know ourselves in light of Christ, in light of the gospel. Like it's good to know ourselves because then we are familiar with how God has wired us. We can then see the truth that he's given us and how it can bear weight on mm. our lives in a more specific relational way. Uh, you, I mean, what you just described is it goes all the way back to the Reformation with Luther Right. When he's taught, he, he right. it was so revolutionary because the, the church at the time, and this happens in our culture is they believed in kind of an, what was called an imparted righteousness mm. as a result of a salvation being worked out in yeah. your life. Luther contrasts that with an imputed righteousness, something that's been added to my balance sheet. That's an accounting term. Mm. It's been, it's not imparted. It's imputed. It's not imparted as I, as I mm. work this out externally, it's imputed and therefore the righteousness wells up from inside me. Mm. The actions of, of righteousness well up from inside right. me. And so that's that's the difference between following kind of our own um, kind of agenda, so to speak, as opposed to submitting ourselves to the Lordship of Christ and saying right. that, you know what I mean? So there, yeah. there's a lot that can be said around this. Yes. But the big point here is question the fruit. Right. Okay? Who is it? Who or what is it making much, much of. of yes, and then what does that teach about the gospel? And that's what I just I cut. That's yeah. what we just talked about the the imputed aspects of of what God says about our salvation. Right, right, and I and think so, yeah. that leads us into the third point because I know we want to get through these real quick. Um, I just had in quotes deeply drinking, and that came from kind of a mm. video that I was watching about someone combating another message that I and I agreed with this person and how she was combating the author of certain books and. Um, But people say, you know, they're like, so there's this example, right? Like, oh, I like so-and-so. She's so fun to listen to. I'm super encouraged. It's so good. And I was like telling Ryan this, and he says, well, what makes it so good, right? So good. I wasn't saying that I was, I'm saying people tell me this, right? (laughs) Friends or whoever are like, oh, she's, it's so good. Well, I mean, people say that about Fierce Marriage Podcast. Well, what's so good about it, right? What's, what is the Mm. truth that is being reinforced that makes you feel? 
feel good yeah. or what? Like, where are these philosophies? What is the worldview that this person subscribing usually, to? And I, I just want to. I, keep, I want okay. you to keep going on that. No, keep going. But the usually when we say something's so good, it's because it's doing something in our guts at that moment. Yeah, it's it's resonating with either a need that we felt, or it's articulating an idea that we have yet to articulate, though we've felt it. Yes. In a way that really resonates with how we think things should be said. Yeah. Uh, or it's winsome. So winsome means that it's said in a way that is like words are important. Words matter and words form our thoughts, feelings and emotions about things. And if you say not all sentences are equal, right? You can say something in a really winsome way that is so good. Or you can say something that's true, but not winsome at all and therefore not so good. So I guess we're just saying question. I'd argue that. Question this idea. Okay, but no, go ahead. You're so black. You're being very black and white right I now. Am, and I appreciate I am, that. Sorry. When we deeply drink of something, that's what you're getting. That like right. deeply drinking, like gulping this stuff down. It's so good. You're going it's back getting to into it my over and over and over and over again. It's getting into me in my guts, and I, I, to the point where I'm, I'm having this personal revelation, this epiphany of it being so good. And you're saying. What makes it so good? Well, and those, and per- yeah. yeah. Are you filtering through those personal epiphanies as well? Like, oh, this is so good. Yes, I need to do these things. There's a difference between watching, like reading uh, or listening to like a, a trainer, a personal trainer and a coach saying, hey, do this workout. This is good for you. Yes, that's good. I need to do that because I need to be healthy. And then there's a difference between listening to someone say, you know, just look inside yourself and, and do these things and you will feel so good about the rest of your life. And it's like, okay, but how long would I feel good about that? Because I'm, you're telling me to shed things that like maybe the Lord has called me into. You're telling me to, um, look into myself, but the, the word of God tells me that my heart is not, it's, it's a wellspring of life. Yes. But it is not a good, like, it is not the truth in me. Like that my heart is, is, no one is good. No, not one. Right. Like there's, there's nothing good about my heart mm. outside yeah. of the work that Christ has done in it. Right. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And this is especially prevalent now because of the nature of communication, right? text messages, yeah. um, the podcast medium itself can have these, these pitfalls. It's a little bit more long form. Right. Uh, Twitter posts tend to be yeah, very, I mean, they, we they have to nuance. Yeah. We have to be yeah. careful of what we are quote unquote drinking deeply of what are yeah. we spending a lot of time in mm-hmm. and, and is it purely entertainment or is, are there messages that we are allowing to kind of mm-hmm. come into our marriage about how we mm-hmm. are supposed to love our spouse or how we should communicate to them and how they owe us these or, you know, what's, what's governing those expectations? What is leading and guiding the way mm-hmm. we love our spouse? Is it our feelings? Is it our emotions? Is it the messages that we're continuing listening to that are not leading us back to Christ? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, we seeds missed being one. Sown. So I'm going to, we're going to, I'm going to add one on here. A um, sixth one. It'll be, we'll call them discernment, but no, a fifth one oh, gets okay. on here. Yeah, um, I saw that. Uh, okay, so that was. I'll re- recap here. The first one is understand and embrace the importance of a biblical worldview, a saturating mm-hmm. biblical worldview. Secondly, question the fruit according to that biblical worldview. The worldview tells you what's healthy. Question the fruit discerns whether something's healthy or not mm-hmm. based on what you know to be healthy. Okay. Right. Okay. Deeply drinking is qu- question what you deep, deeply drink of. That's the third one, meaning that. What makes something resonate in you? Ask the questions around that. Why is this resonating? Mm-hmm. Where's what part of me is re- is this resonating with with me because it agrees with the gospel so wholeheartedly, 
or heartily? Right. Uh, or is this resonating because it's just making me feel better right now? It's not, right? yeah, passion. Yeah. Um, and so, some of that's okay. Some of that's not. You have to discern. We're not going to tell you every instance. And the, the fourth point is, remember the Holy Spirit is in you, mm. right? You have been indwelled by the Holy Spirit. He is your counselor. Francis Chan wrote a book called Forgotten God, which I think does a good job of uh, reinvigorating this conversation. It's kind of the, the forgotten. Right. Um, the the forgotten person of the Trinity. Right. All right. So I mean that was pretty revolutionary to me, being yeah. reminded that the Holy Spirit is a person, mm. right? And Jesus talks about like when he leaves, um, he says in what is it, uh, John fourteen, uh, verse twenty five uh, twenty six. Uh, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit from the Father, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So this is before. Uh, Jesus leaves. Then he goes on. This Ascends. is one of my favorite verses. Ascends. It says, peace I leave with you. So after he said, um, the, the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Right. Peace I leave with you. Mm. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So there's this fruit already of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's peace. And how peace coincides with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Deep peace. And so big question, we're not going to answer it all here today, but who is the Holy Spirit? Mm. With, without a doubt, the Holy Spirit, he is God. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's the third person of the triune God, the, tri, the triune God of the Bible, biblical Christianity. Um, and so we oftentimes in our culture, in Christian culture, we've kind of discounted that's why, mm-hmm. that's why Francis Chan's book was called The Forgotten God, because it's like, f- for some, they've completely discounted the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in the Christian's life. For others, they've completely gone the other way, and they've called things the Holy Spirit that aren't the Holy Spirit necessarily. Mm-hmm. That's not for us to discern here now. But the point is, is that the Holy Spirit is alive and well and in you, and he will guide you in this. So he's our counselor. counselor he's our helper. Yes. He's our our discernment, like... Uh, and everything. Yeah. And so we just don't forget that. That's we're here to remind you of that. Um, that's the fourth one. Uh, the fifth discernment. Um, I don't want to, I hate saying discernment tool because the Holy Spirit's not a discernment tool. The Holy Spirit's God himself. Yes. So anyway, just take that with a grain of salt. Uh, the fifth one is uh, we have, we have each other as discernment partners mm. and we have others. Okay. So where it's a marriage podcast. So like Selena, many times will call me, on things when I'm believing a lie, she's, she helps me discern a lie and she shows me the truth. I do the same with her when she's reading something or talking about something. I'll say, well, where's that coming from? Does that align with God's word? <laughs> okay. We, we're, we're discernment partners. It's good and frustrating sometimes. Let's be and, honest. You know, but, the, but, but it's loving. It's ultimately And it's not loving. that I have all the answers. That's no, the thing is it's I'll a ask journey questions together. Yeah, yeah. and we both learn along yes. the way and we yes. both learn to articulate things and have more refined beliefs on these things and finally we have others in the church fathers and mothers who have gone before us Mm. we um as a western church have done a horrible job of uh, in america of really appreciating the the the, uh, church fathers and mothers who went before us who have established this thing called orthodoxy right Mm. these aren't just arbitrary views right so I'm, i'm currently going to school at westminster theological seminary um and they, Westminster, the, they get their name from the Westminster um, um, Assembly, where they came up with the Westminster Confession of Faith, long before Westminster was founded. Um, 
there's a lot of history in there, but that was a gathering of these men called divines. They were called divines, but basically that was just another word for um, like theologians mm. back then. And they, for a long period of time, came up with the, Wen- the Westminster Confession of Faith, which is a is a succinct summary of the core tenets of the Christian faith. They also spent ton of time coming up with the uh, when the Westminster longer and shorter catechisms which are you know what is the chief end of man the chief end of man is to know I think it's to love God and glorify him forever something to that effect I haven't been catechized <laughs> <laughs> but the point is is that those things are amazing and you know what if we don't if we completely discount the people who went before us I think we're fools mm-hmm. and if we if we, if we come to a place and this is where it really becomes vital in this conversation, we come to a place where we don't know the answer. Do we just Google it? Hmm. Do we Google and, and, or do we just start reading and come up with our own answer? Or, or hmm. can we trust and rest on the shoulders of great men and women who have gone before us and say, you know what? I trust that you weren't just trying to trick a generation. I trust you've that you've seen you, the fruit. You've seen the fruit of what you've said. Yes. We've seen the fruit of what you've taught. I'm going to rest that maybe you know the answer and I don't. I'm going to trust that you've done the research and I can trust what you say. That is not popular nowadays to say mm. that because we question authority in every way. Right. And so I, a lot of times if I'm question, like if I'm having an issue on something that I know to be a sensitive issue, I don't know how to articulate it. I don't have the time to do all the research, but I know I need an answer that is trustworthy and reliable. There's a few go-tos. I'm going to go to like a Tim Keller. I'm going to go to a Matt Chandler. Matt Chandler. I'm going to go to John Piper. I'm going to go to um, Spurgeon. I'm going to go to a few bloggers that I know are really faithful interpreters of scripture. And I'm going to see if they've written anything on it. If they've written something on it, then I'm going to read it. Okay. I'm not going to just take it for face value. I'm going to read it. Anything from man. I think that's the same thing. I'm going to trust that they're coming from a good place. And I'm going to look at the scripture and I'm going to start to run it through my own filter. of Okay. Holy Spirit, help me discern. Right. And try to see it and let the, the authority of Scripture bear its weight on me. Absolutely. And so, anyway, that's the and fifth again, one. Yeah, and again, knowing knowing the truth means not just like memorizing the Word of God, which is an absolutely amazing and beautiful thing to do, but it's also knowing the context of the Bible and the truth. Knowing, I think, mm. history. Knowing it's may yeah. sound a little too like on the f- educational fritz, but. Geography, knowing geography has brought the Bible to life for me. Like we are going through stuff with our kids because of things we do with our um, co-op. But geography has brought to life the life of Christ, the ministry of Paul. Like those places exist and they, they speak so much truth into this. So in the context of knowing that helps you discern the, the true, there's no proof texting happening. Yeah. Yeah. The (laughs) truth of scriptures is powerful truth to be had. That's good. So anyways, uh, that was a little more fiery than I was expecting. I love it. I okay, love your well, fires. I sure hope that it doesn't burn too many people. So uh, we want to point you in some directions. So if you're, if you are going through something in your marriage, you're saying, um, Hey, my wife is acting in this way. What, how should I respond? I feel like my friends are telling me that I should leave, but I know I should stay or whatever that big question is. We don't believe is. the same thing about or like my husband's reading this and this guy is off the rails. <laughs> philosophically right or my wife's reading this book and it's it's equ- equipping and empowering her in all the wrong ways sure. that are not uh maybe christ honoring or you're just asking those questions of like her. is this okay to read i don't know right maybe it's simpler yeah so <laughs> there's a few uh places that that we go um 
Nine Marks is a really solid one. GotQuestions.org, you've heard us talk about that a lot. Um, just good reformed doctrines are taught there. Uh, Tim Keller is another great teacher. He he has um, a lot of books. He's more on the book sermon side, not yeah. necessarily blogging. Yeah. Um, Matt Chandler as a teacher is, uh, he's very good at distilling down to the real core yeah. important things in his messages. Uh, he also has a number of really good books. They have a thing called TVC Resources. It's for the Village Church. Uh, it's just amazingly yeah. robust, free resources. The Bible Project, Knowing Faith Knowing podcast. Faith. Yep. The Bible Project tends to be really good. Um, so <laughs> really great, yeah. And that's just strictly just helping you understand the overall narrative of Scripture, YouTube videos. So you guys, if you don't know, like if we don't know truth now, it's either because we don't believe it or we're or we're, we're lazy at this point. Like because there's so many resources available to us that we just kind of have to make it a priority in our lives. Right. And Maybe lazy is not the right word. Maybe we've misprioritized our time and energy. Well, it can be feel, it can feel like you're drinking from a fire hose. It can, yeah. you know, and we're saying, Hey, discern the like drops of honey in the fire hose of water. Right. And it's like, Whoa, but God is good. And he created, right. The fire, the water yeah. and the honey and all of that. That's and good. so we can rest in him and trust and know that it's okay to wrestle with ideas of the faith it's okay to um to journey together and say we want to discover and know what god says about this and how this how his word should influence our decisions around you know community around Mm. intimacy around finances this is what we talk about right this is this is all of fierce marriage is like what does god say about these things right so and how do we how do we react to that yes. versus how do we conform God's word to right. what if we want to believe? If it rubs us the wrong way, why? Like, God, is there pride yeah. in my heart that I am not mm. seen? Or is there, you know, is there unforgiveness here? Why? Why am I not forgiving? You've called me to be- to forgive and I believe that, but how do I forgive? How Help me, Lord, right? It's, mm. yeah. it's, it's not, it's a journey and that's, we have to embrace that and understand that that is not something, it's not a checklist, it's a journey. Mm. So uh, a couple of conversations. Sorry. Yes, this is very this fiery in our guts because this is something that God's been working in our own hearts for how how to love and instruct each other and love and instruct our kids and also you, our listeners. How do we love and instruct you well without being too pop psychology or too pop cultural or whatever? Prideful, yeah, and prideful. Um, So a couple's conversation challenge, I think, is maybe just look at uh, what you're going like, what you're consuming what fruit are you Mm. eating and partaking of and maybe talk about like what's the one thing that you guys are partaking of as a husband as a wife bring them together i know a lot of men listen to like jordan peterson joe rogan those are very popular thinkers and podcasters not christian they might have some really good logical thoughts and arguments and they're entertaining i love jordan peterson's like he's entertaining because of the way he verbalizes things but it's not biblical it's not christian it has the semblance of it. So anyway, so talking I'm not going to give female examples because I get too fired up about them. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I gave two pretty like, I don't know. No one's going to look at Jordan vanilla. Peterson and, and Joe Rogan and be like, those are good Christian leaders. <laughs> they're not going to think that. It's, they're not masquerading yeah. as such. Female um, authors uh, so, tend to. I'm just going to stop. I think our listeners probably know who you're thinking of. Um, <laughs> There's a few. So talk through and, and maybe start testing the waters on this and testing the whole testing the um the 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 spirit of the teaching that you're receiving yeah okay and looking at it according to scripture um after all of this okay <laughs> we covered a lot here we've been talking like crazy <laughs> after all of this i think the biggest question 
Selene, always articulated so well is who and what authority are we submitting ourselves to? And authority and submission are ugly terms. They've been, um, they've been twisted and mangled in our culture. Uh, they're beautiful, but they're beautiful language of, I'm so thankful that I can submit to God's authority because he is sovereign. He is good. And I don't have to be. And so I think I just want to pray for that right now that these, that this husbands, these wives listening to this, they would, um, get a deep sense of relief in the possibility of submitting themselves wholeheartedly to the authority of God in scripture. Okay. Can I do that? Please. Okay. God, I thank you. Um, I thank you that you're God and we're not. I thank you that you're sovereign and we're not, that you're powerful. So I don't have to be, so we don't have to be. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're working in mm. ways that we don't know and we can't measure because you are God and we are not. Uh, I thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, I thank you for the word you've given us, the word you've inspired, um, that you have, um, and you will enliven mm. in our hearts as believers. Mm. God, I pray that, that your word would... Um, would reign in our lives. It would reign in the lives of our listeners. I pray that you'd make us hungry for your word, thirsty for your righteousness, make us hungry for your truth. And Holy Spirit, don't let us settle for a lie. I pray that you would convict us in areas that we are believing lies. Mm. Right now, as we as we record this podcast, convict mm. us, Ryan and Selena. I pray that you convict these listeners, that they would feel the love, they would feel your love through your conviction in these areas. And I pray that you would raise up a generation of married people who stand on your word mm. alone, who trust in your grace alone, and speak and make much of your name alone, Jesus Christ, and that that fruit would bear, that that fruit would be born over the next two, three, four, five, and beyond generations, mm. Lord, by your power, by your grace alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Ooh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this, this episode. <laughs> shoved in the can. <laughs> it's been just crammed in, in the, the can. can. <laughs> yeah. <Woo! laughs> All right, as usual. You know, and we're going to be coming out with our interviews. We got a bunch of interviews um, lined yeah. up that are already recorded. So we're going to get start rolling those out in the coming weeks. So look for those on Thursdays. We'll keep doing our Tuesday episodes as usual. Uh, keep keep an ear out and an eye open for, uh, for those interviews. But, uh, yeah, we'll see you again in about seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.